Timothy. Hey, what's up? What's up, Mike? How you doing? Good, bud. How are you? Great. As usual, just finished work. Mm-hmm. Happy to talk to you. It's been a while. It has been about a month. We're here, audio and video once again. I think the video was a big hit last month, so we'll keep the train a-rolling. Sorry about uh, my room here. I'm, you know, This is the studio. We're in studio. Yeah, Sometimes the studio's a mess. You know what I mean? We just did DTM a couple days ago, and I haven't had time to break it all down. So there's cords and microphones, but guess what? I'm real. This is real life. Capiche? It's about five o'clock, and this is the last day that we'll be talking at this time, is it not? Yeah, so I'm like finally done training at my new job. Mm -hmm. I'm switching over to the shift I was hired for is for 11 to 7. Um, As much as I've liked the uh, basic corporate uh, 9 to 5 schedule, like 11 to 7 is more my speed. I'm just just not a morning person. I just... I. This goes before my restaurant days, like on my weekends in high school, I would sleep in till at least 11, if not noon or later. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. 11 to seven's good. You know what I mean? It's like 11's early enough where you can wake up, get ready and go to work. It's not like you wake up and you got to be there at 3 p.m., so you have basically a full wasted day. <laughs> like right. you can't really do much and enjoy it. So it's like wake up, go to work, seven o'clock, especially in the summer. It's still light out. It's nice. It's good. Even right now. Shit. You know, yeah. still getting a little light at seven o'clock. For sure. Baseball starts in like three days. Things are looking yeah. up. So it seems like every time we talk on this show, you as a person are leveling up. And <laughs> <laughs> this week is no different if we're allowed to talk about it. Yeah, we are, man. I mean, <laughs> it's funny that you texted me. I guess it was Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you got time to like do a Mike Calls to me? I was like, of course. Yeah. And we settled on Tuesday. And then you're asking like anything new that you want me to write down. <laughs> Pretty much didn't have much to offer. And then all of a sudden, I got word that we're under contract to buy a house. So. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> yes. So that is very big news. That's great, dude. Great news. Congratulations. Yeah, I guess we got pre-approved. It was either late January, early February. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, pretty much every weekend, Kat and I were looking at places. Yeah. Um, the, the first couple weekends, we were more just like it was exciting and we could see ourselves selves living in some of those places mm-hmm. we didn't we really didn't know what the fuck we were looking at and like it, it was it was more towards like now that yeah. we finally like knew what the hell we were looking at and we could kind of have some hindsight on those first few places we looked at and be happy that we didn't put in an offer on a place that we might have regretted later right yes 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 that makes total sense so our realtor is is my be- one of my best friends, Sean Castle. Castle, um, was, yeah, yeah. He and he's been on the pod, and and uh, you know, he was in my wedding. Mm-hmm. Really good dude, and he also like, you know, he he's not just my best friend. Like he really knows what the hell he's doing, mm-hmm. and you know, he I think because of that friendship, he's uh, also able to just be honest and be like, you know, I don't love these things about this place, but this place also this is where it is advantageous you right know? yeah um 
which is very so, yeah. important. Very important to, you know, make that decision where you're spending the most money you'll ever spend in your life, most likely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So where are yeah, you going? We're going to, it is East Mount Airy. Okay. Um, which Mount Airy is right near the whole, like, Wissahickon area. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kat's restaurant, Kuma, she works at the King of Prussia location. Uh, they are probably like 95% sure they're going to open a new location in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh-huh. So that kind of threw a monkey wrench into like where we were thinking of moving. Cause I was kind of hell bent on the Delaware area and Wilmington, yeah. very affordable, um, nice areas and mm-hmm. homes. And then this kind of came along where she'd be having, having to go to Jersey and also be accessible to King of Prussia. And that, changed our gaze well really cat's gaze to the maniunk roxborough era okay. area and that's where we first started looking at a bunch of places and they have a lot to offer and i don't know shit about roxborough and maniunk when i grew up Nothing. you know in drexel hill upper darby mm-hmm. i never ventured over there so i just it was very foreign to me but in looking at a lot a lot of places there it's a pretty cool little area yeah <laughs> yeah like you know, someone like my brother will immediately say, like, well, you got to pay the Philly tax. And he's right. Yeah. It is a little more expensive because of Philly Philly tax. Yeah. But the town's fucking cool. Um, anyway, we, we aren't living there. We're living in Mount Airy. But Mount Airy is it's it's very much nearby. It's like right off of Lincoln Drive. Like I said, you know, the Wissahickon area. Mm-hmm. It's great. And like it's a perfect 30 minutes to Jersey, 30 minutes to KOP. That's you not do bad have, at all. No. Yeah, and you do have to contend with 76, which is a bitch, For but sure. it's it's still a very doable um, commute because when we were looking in Delaware, that would have been like a 50-minute, maybe hour commute to King of Prussia mm-hmm. and probably pretty much the same to Jersey. Um, and like all of Chester County just isn't fucking affordable anymore. Uh, we, we did look a little bit in Phoenixville where our buddy Keenan lives, mm-hmm. and we looked a little bit in Downingtown. And like... the essentially in in my mind like the same house is just so much more expensive it just is yeah and it's not like that location solves cat's commute problem right it's like it'll be fine to uh king of prussia but to jersey it's not easy (laughs) so yeah so that's where we landed man so this is your first time not living in westchester and how long and not living in an apartment i know man so so I'm 39 years old. I think I moved here when I was like 23-ish. Wow. That's yeah. a significant chunk. Yeah. And and Kat, too. Because yeah. she pretty much moved here once she left college. I think she lived briefly with her parents, but then quickly found her way to Westchester. Um, this has been our home for quite a, quite a while. And, I mean, like I said, with the housing market, it goes to the apartment. Just the housing all housing in general. It's not mm-hmm. just to own, to rent. It's it's just ridiculous. Yes. We're, we're getting gouged just to, like, so our lease is up in August. Uh, we were kind of trying to plan for that mm-hmm. when we'd find a home around <laughs> that lease being up time, but things moved rather quick and didn't work out that way. So we have to break our lease. We're getting gouged for doing that. Uh, um, yeah, it's just, it's a whole fucking racket. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, I, I just I feel I love this town and mm-hmm. it, it, it truly was my home for such a long time. Yeah. It'll hold a special place in my heart. 
but man, I'm, I'm, I can't not feel this sense of resentment right now for the way that we just can't afford it out here. It's not like we're poor, right? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like we do all right for ourselves and we can't afford this town. Like who, the, whatever. It's a whole different. It's, but it's fuck. It's terrible. There's nowhere to live anymore. <laughs> Everything is, uh, is, you know, bad right now, but seriously, fuck it. You're in Mount Airy now. Is that, how close is Mount Airy? I don't know shit, right? Geography wise outside of <laughs> this part of Delco and Delaware. <laughs> uh, but is that mainline? Is that near mainline? No, mainline's basically Route 30. That is the uh, mainline. Okay. Um, and like Route 30 kind of starts down. I guess it would you would be considered like Western Philadelphia, kind of Northwestern, mm. and it just shoots out all the way through Lancaster. Malvern. Yeah. yeah, it goes all the way to Lancaster. Uh, so that's a, really I feel like Malvern's the cutoff of the main line because Malvern's Malvern. insane. If anyone <laughs> drives through Dude. Malvern, Jesus Christ! Yeah, you want to talk about yuppie areas? I mean, Woo! those are some big fucking houses. Really, all the all the main line because it's it's your your Burwins, your Devon, your mm. Wayne. It's it's like Nova, of course, is there. Yeah. Like, just the richiest of the rich. Absolutely, I keep seeing this article that uh, Pennsylvania is one of the best places to live in the country, and I haven't read it, but I assume it's one of those fucking towns on the main line. I mean, our realtor says that that's part of why Chester County is so expensive and is so desirable is that the school districts are apparently very, very good. Mm -hmm. And that's also something that, spoiler alert, if I haven't said it on this podcast, Kat and I are not planning on having kids. So right. we don't give a shit about your school district. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a good thing. That uh, is advant advantageous to buying a house, something you don't have to fucking think about. Yeah. Yeah, and like we kind of we we talked talked about it before even getting pre-approved. We really hashed out what was on our priority list, and like you know, I, I think you know we we're talking like the kitchen's going to be important, and mm -hmm. I just want a tiny little back area for a grill. I just want enough space for a grill. <laughs> yeah, you know, little things like that. But then as we talked it through with Castle, he he was like, it seems like location is really what's paramount for you guys, and mm -hmm. he was right, and that. That being said, where we're at, it nails it right on the head. Like, this is a perfect location for us. Good shit. Happy for and, you, Tim. I can't wait to see what happens next month for crying out loud. <laughs> I feel like we got to take a break for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the other, we were, um, before putting an offer in on this spot, uh, a couple weeks ago, we were like very close to putting an offer in on another place that, um, it was a flip. So everything in it's new. It, it was a great space, great location. Once again, well, location turned out to not be so great. The block it was on, I thought was great. It was police station was literally right across the street. There was like gentrified apartments right across the street. So you kind of got the sense that this neighborhood starting to flip mm -hmm. to the east of it is like proper Germantown. And that can get a little dicey. Mm. To the west of it, only like a couple blocks are these big, beautiful, gorgeous homes. It almost reminded me of like Lansdowne. Mm -hmm. um, but 
the parking was trash. Cat mm. went there after work one night to kind of scope out the parking situation and also just to get a general vibe of when she would be coming home from work at night. Important. And she just overall didn't necessarily feel safe. Mm-hmm. And I can totally agree with her. So we finally pulled back from that. And thank God we did because we found this place. Good shit, Timmy. Can't wait yeah, to to see your new home. I've never seen your old one except in this small window I'm looking in right now. This one particular view. You're not missing much. I mean, I feel like I've done this before. No, I've never seen this. Oh, so, there's the kitchen. Nice. And my laundry drying. So drying like rack. I, I haven't seen one I, of those in so long. That's a, <laughs> such a classic. I feel like if you put it in the dryer too long, it just shrinks your shit. Yeah. Um, so when I say like the living space here is great, this is what I mean. Like the living room and the kitchen are great. But mm-hmm. down this hallway, it's just the bedroom and that door is the bathroom. And that's it. That's the, that's the apartment. That's the whole thing. Uh, that's the whole thing. Uh, I thought this was just a wing in your apartment. Saw your gaming keyboard. Very fancy. Folks, you're going to watch the video of this on YouTube. You're seeing all kinds of stuff that you don't, you can't see when you're just listening. But, oh, you got your hair cut by an apprentice? <laughs> That's before you bought a house. That was all we had to talk about. So thank God you bought a fucking house. Yeah, this would have been a super boring episode. Yeah, so, you know, I, I needed my hair cut. I forgot to make an appointment, so I just called the day of on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, just walk-ins are welcome. I'll put your name on the list so you'll be, like, second in line. I was, I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, I can be there in 15 minutes. Um, I got there, I was ready to go, or I was still like next in line, but the guy who owns the place, he, I've been going there for so long. He just knows who I am. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Hey, I have an apprentice here. If you want to get cut by him, he can take you right now. Yeah. He'd actually be doing us a favor. And I was like, yeah, sure. I had nothing planned for the day besides like getting my haircut. So, uh, dude's name was wonder. He was this tiny little, uh, Hispanic dude. Wonder. Um, cool. Yeah. And you know, I get a buzz cut. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it's not too complicated. Totally not. You know, how can you really F up a buzz cut? <laughs> I do like when they uh, put the comb in my big ass eyebrows and kind of trim them up. Mm-hmm. And I ask them to knock down my beard a little bit. Might as well while I'm, while I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did it right next to the owner. So the owner kind of like guided him along at certain points. But my haircut that typically takes like 15 to 20 minutes, it took like an hour. Oh, did it like, really? <laughs> yeah. Like he stopped frequently to make sure he was doing it right. Mm-hmm. But he nailed it. So you look good. And, and it turned turned out to be free. So I threw the guy a 20 and <laughs> oh, called it a day. <laughs> very nice. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I just thought that would have been cool to ask Brittany about that. Mm-hmm. Like if that's like typically how, you know, do newcomers get into that business like you know do they do they have any sort of credentials before they get there right uh yeah that is an interesting question do they have to go to hair school you know what i mean will like some yeah. places not hire you without a hair school certification or whatever or maybe wonders just off the street doing buzz cuts right yeah like was he just the designated guy who like cut his family's hair <laughs> right Sweeping up, I think that's how you start. Washing hair, mm-hmm. sweeping up the floor, you know, answering phones. Oh, I need a haircut. But that's just one of those things that I just, I don't get a buzz cut. 
and I, I get, I, I get about one or two haircuts a year and then I just let it grow until it looks shitty, (laughs) get it cut. Takes a long time because, you know, it's so wild, but you know, I, Brittany cuts my hair, so Mm. I don't mind, uh, being in the chair for a while. She's my friend and I don't mind giving her a lot of money because, you know, if I got like a haircut every week, I'd pay less every week, but I get two haircuts a year. So I'm throwing down a lot of money. You know what I mean? I'm a fair man, but she does a great job, um, with the beard, Mm. like the way she, uh, cuts my beard. Tammy's always like, you look really good. And then whenever I try to do it, it just looks the same as it always has, like in kind of shitty, but she's a pro capiche. What's her uh, barbershop, if she doesn't mind? She currently works at the Razor Bar, which I think is mainline area. She used to work in Westchester. She used to work at uh, Champions in Westchester. I don't know if you're familiar. I am. I've never, I, I like, I have some friends that go there. I just, I had already picked my barber at that point. Yeah. Um, I want to start going to, Do you, are you familiar with Booth's Corner? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm familiar with it because of Doom Thugs. You guys oh. talk about it all the time. <laughs> but you've never, you've never been there? No. No. I want to go there to get my hair cut. It's like, the whole thing, it's like, you know, if the building feels like at any second it could collapse. And it's like every, <laughs> every different stall and store seems like it's like, like when you rent an area, they're just like, yeah, do whatever you want. And like, you just put up some wood paneling to make a store. So it's the barbershops like that. And it's just like, I know I would never go there, but I, you just look inside when you walk past and it's just like one thousand year old dude cutting another thousand year old dude's hair. They've probably been doing the same routine for since world war two. You know what I mean? It's very, it's very nice. That's very- that's very much my father. He he doesn't anymore, but so they they've lived in Kennett Square since 2003 and he would drive all the way back to Drexel Hill to hang out at Alan Fred's barbershop. Alan Fred, what a classic. It was literally like and it was like it was like a neon one of those old neon signs and it was like Al hyphen Fred barber. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of the vibe. You go in and you get like an once again, a haircut that probably takes 15, 20 minutes, but they take like an hour and mm. they bullshit. Those guys were very into boxing. Like I remember yes. as a kid, we went to a couple boxing matches together. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely just, an old just, dude thing to be yeah. super into boxing still. Very much the the scene from uh, Coming to America when yeah. you know the, the guys are all talking about Cassius Clay versus whoever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So this month I had two surprise parties to go to two weekends in a row, same in the same family in New Jersey. So I had to drive my ass out to Jersey for my cousin's surprise party. Cousin Joe, doom thugs veteran. You met Joe? He was uh, he was down at Tattooed Moms. Oh and, yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely was on the pod for a period there. He's a good boy. His yep. the boys turning thirty. You oh, know, shit. a young man worried about turning thirty. 
I would love to turn 30 again. I keep trying to tell these young people that, but that's just, that's life. You know, no one will ever, you'll never get it. Like you dread turning every age. And then when you turn the other age, you're like, man, I want to turn that age, but you don't understand, but that's life, babe. And then next weekend, got to drive back to Jersey for his mother's surprise party, two interfamily surprise parties in two weeks. Add to that, uh, we, we all went to Bruce Springsteen together. My uncle bought the tickets for his family as a surprise. There's so much deception in my New Jersey family. It's <laughs> It makes me crazy. It's like, what can I talk about? And I purposely didn't, well, not purposely, but I, I just didn't tell Tammy about these parties. You know, one less thing to stress about is trying not to ruin the surprise because they were coming to the baby shower and stuff. So mm. we, we were at, so the baby shower happened. Um, then Bruce Springsteen happened. Then it was my cousin Joe's surprise party. So that's, you know, we don't see our cousins in Jersey that often. We see them like Christmas for sure, two, three times a year. Other than that, maybe. So seeing them three weekends in a row is wild. So we're at, and I told Tammy about Joey's party the more, like two days before. And then I did not tell her about my Aunt Patsy's party, which was the following week. I'm not telling this very clearly, but we're at my cousin Joe's party. The next week's my Aunt Patsy's surprise party. She has no idea. My wife, Tammy, does not know that the following week my aunt has a party. My aunt and I were joking about how often we're seeing each other and we're having a good time. It's like, oh, three weeks in a row. This is crazy. So as we're leaving... Tammy says to my aunt, oh, I'll see you next week, <laughs> right? Oh, man. And then, okay. And then Aunt Patsy didn't know what she meant. She was like, yeah, I'll see you next week because the joke was, we've seen each other four weeks in a row. This is crazy. I'll see you next week. Fun joke. Played it totally cool. Except my uncle was behind my Aunt Patsy doing like a neck slash. I don't know what me and my dad's faces did, but I like instantly felt hot and was like, uh, yeah, because remember what we said earlier? Yes, yeah, earlier we said like just totally not cool. Fucking just diary of the mouth. Just an absolute spaz out. <laughs> and then we got outside and we we're talking to our cousins and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh they were like uh oh are you guys coming next week and my and tammy was like what's the next week and she was like oh it's my mom's surprise party and she was like oh i just told your mom i'd see her next week which is like totally right like you know what i mean it's like so razor close to like accident completely accidentally ruining the surprise luckily everything was fine but it was just so very funny. And, uh, you know, obviously Tammy was mortified. I'd be mortified. It's like, oh, I fucking blew it. But she didn't know. Next week, huge surprise. She had no idea. 
Well, good. But it's almost like you didn't tell Tammy specifically for this scenario. Exactly. Would, like let it slip. Like, oh, I'll see you next week. And exactly. She did it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I thought we were safe. I'll see you next week. What? <laughs> God, God damn it. But it was so good. It was so fun. Love to see my family. You know, everyone like just everyone's getting older, which just sucks. But it's yeah, good to see I, everybody. Uh, while working, so like a lot of my job, I'm just looking at like Google Maps and like looking at like the history of the behavior of these little GPS devices that we handle. Um, and I almost kind of have to like investigate why it acted a certain way. Uh, but I can still listen to a good amount of podcasts and like kind of gather what's going on at the same time. So I, I listened to monthly today and heard, heard the whole Bruce Springsteen concert. Oh yeah. (laughs) And that one dude that was like FaceTiming live or something. For those not (laughs) listening, I I don't think I properly described this guy on monthly. Uh, Some people just listen to this show and that's fine, but there's this there. Okay. So, the row in front of us, there was this little bald man who was like so fired up. And like, I tell you, his dan- he was just like dancing so hard. He was like running up and down the aisles, like, like high fiving <laughs> people and stuff, like just trying to get everyone to like high five him and stuff. And he's like all over the place, bouncing around like a fucking Super Bowl and just like in people's way and in people's space. And and yeah, what Timmy was saying was like he, at one point he had his back to the stage so he could do, take a selfie video, and whatever you know, that's the modern era. A, mm. a couple minutes or a couple seconds or a picture, a full song. This motherfucker was singing into his camera, pointing at it. It seemed I don't know if he was on FaceTime or if he was streaming live or that was just a video he recorded for his personal use. Right. But it was like, dude, for, get out of the aisle. First of all, you're in the fucking aisle. Stop. Like Everybody had to be like, excuse me, but part get out of the way. And it was just like all night. He was just he was like at first, like me and my dad were like, is this going to how how is so this guy's starting the concert at a 11 at 12 at 15 <laughs> is this behavior going to keep going up and like eventually there's going to be a security situation you know what i mean but luckily he taped he, he he you know that Reeled was like, he started bit. at the peak and went down which mm. was good uh but at first it was like oh like at first she it's like this has the potential to fuck up the whole night <laughs> and i didn't talk about the two people next to my dad uh it was like <laughs> they rolled in late it was a it was like you know a guy and a, a man and a woman in early 50s late 40s maybe somewhere in that classic rock age and they were like <laughs> they were like all over each other (laughs) like not look at like she was just like all over him like right in his like ear like i love these seats these seats are so great but they're not even looking at the stage (laughs) like she just got her face like all over him and like they're like yeah and it was like man i mean 
you try not to be judgmental. Everybody has fun in their own way, right? It's like, so I don't want to fucking, but it's like, I don't get it. It's like, this seems like wasted money, but whatever. They were dressed in green. It was St. Patrick's Day. He kept telling us, what time the show start? Couldn't get an Uber because they came kind of late. And then just like fucking made out the whole time. It was very strange. It's like it's why I still can just sit on the boardwalk on a bench for hours. <laughs> and just people watching, like yeah. just you know, observing the public can be so much fun. Um, but it is like you're you're not like 16 at a movie theater to like make out. You know, you're, you're at a you concert, spent like, you spent a lot of money on these yeah, seats. These, these aren't thirty to fifty dollar tickets. You're mm. seeing Bruce, dude. Uh pretty close too. Like she was right to be excited about the seats, but it's like what enjoy like I mean you could give this old dude a hand job later. Like right. watch the fucking show. God yeah, damn. It, it's funny too I've I've heard Warren on the podcast before kind of say how much he's down on concerts mm-hmm. and I, I don't understand that take because like like the, at the other concert you were at where you kind of got muscled out of the way by some hipster douche Ugh. you know i i get that mm-hmm. where you kind of like claim your space and yeah. it's just kind of common courtesy it's you know unwritten rule at like i've claimed this now mm-hmm. fuck off yes. you know <laughs> yeah. um, and if someone tries to nudge you off your spot that is shitty mm-hmm. um but for the most part like i still love going to concerts like it, there's just I, I it's just so cliche but there is there's not much that can rival that live sound and just the bass that just like makes your bones tremble and, and you know and especially when you're going to see someone you love like i'm going to see two concerts uh one in may one in september of like bands i've loved for forever and tell like, me i guarantee so uh may 30th i'm going to thrice um fuck yeah so they're they're t- they're kind of like not hiatus, not quit, but they kind of like have taken a backseat just because they're getting older. Yeah. Um, and you know, they have families and shit. So <laughs> for sure. Uh they but they are like touring in celebration of their 20 year anniversary of Artist in the Ambulance, which is like one of my favorite albums from them. It's probably the album that like got me into them. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's my favorite of theirs, but still, like it's a great album. And they're so gonna it's like, one of those shows they're gonna play the whole thing. I believe so. Love it, love it, love it. And like it's been a while since I've seen them because of their little like hiatus, but I guarantee when I go and they just, just like strum a note, just as they walk onto stage, they're not even like starting a song. I'm probably going to get chills. Like, it's yeah. just, it's just an uh, indescribable feeling. Um, Where's that second, show at? I believe it's at the Fillmore. Okay. Uh, very nice. Yeah. I've only been there once. Also to answer your question, helium is not the place across from the Fillmore. The place that's across from the Fillmore is like, the laugh house or something okay yeah which yeah, is yeah. gorgeous too i've been there a couple times um actually most recently cat saw her favorite comedian is eliza schlesinger. eliza schlesinger yeah. yes she fucking loves her yeah. um anyway getting us sidetracked but uh, the other concert i'm seeing is in september uh postal service and death cab are playing together no way and, they, and they're also <laughs> doing like a anniversary tour of postal services only album give up and then death cabs transatlanticism and that's like that's the album that got me into death cab so it's very very similar vibes that's that that one's at the man and the man is like hands down my favorite venue in philly like it's 
it's what this turd in Camden wishes it was and just is such a fucking nightmare. Oh, well, the man is like, the man is like public radio. The man is like classy. You know what I mean? The place in Camden is like WYSP. It's like (laughs) dirt and mud. You know what I mean? It's like different, uh, different vibes. But yeah, the man is, 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 yeah, that'll be nice. The district sleeps alone tonight. Yes. <laughs> Are there crossovers in the members of those bands? I'm sorry. I'm not fully familiar. Yeah. So the lead singer is Ben Gibbard, and he was part of Postal Service. Postal Service is apparently only two guys. And okay. Yeah. They got their whole name because they, I don't think they even got together to record the album. They yeah. literally just like sent whatever in the mail, yeah. sent it back and like created a song. And kids, this is a long time ago. It was harder to do it than you had to usually yeah. literally use the mail. You couldn't fuck it. Just do the whole thing on Twitch with your bud. Right. That's great. What was the last concert you've been to? I think it was um, Jimmy World and Third Eye Blind. Shit. And that like not Third Eye two bands I would think would be together, but that's I like them both. That's cool. Yeah, Jimmy World's another. Uh, big band for me i've always been a big fan my brother and i we've seen them way too many times yeah uh and that's who i saw them with it was with josh and his wife lauren and i was with kat uh lauren didn't really know any of the songs but she one of the toughest things i think is to she she fed off of our vibes i think that's good that's good she was a trooper yeah so many fucking hits on that bleed american album or what Dude. was once called Bleed American until the towers fell, but you know what I mean. It's Jimmy Eat World, I think it's called now. I think I've, I've, I, if I haven't said it on this pod, like I owned that album when yeah. it was still Bleed American, like the physical disc. Yeah. And then yes, nine eleven happened, and they had to rename it. So I guess it's just self titled now. But I, I lost that actual disc. <sighs> I brought it to work at uh, Applebee's when I was like nineteen or whatever mm-hmm. or twenty. And I think someone ganked it. Tough, tough, tough. But just, I was talking to a buddy I work with because one of the fucking songs they play at work is The Middle. And I was saying, of all the, that's probably my least favorite of all the fucking <laughs> huge hits off that album. Sure. It's the most played one, but, but it's like, uh, so is all of Jimmy Eat World's radio from that album is so there's the middle there's um uh is the is the first song bleed american yeah and then there's the song uh, that's per- like go ahead there's there's the take my pain away song so that's on futures that's on a different album that's a different album okay yep and then there's um sweetness if you're listening whoa and that's on bleed american yep okay still a banger still love that song oh hell yes (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't imagine being seeing that shooting concert i'd lose my fucking mind oh and there there was one time i saw him at the man and uh they played taylor swift's taylor swift's uh we are never ever getting back together that's fun (laughs) that's a lot of fun and like the second he started playing at that point in time, I didn't 
really know Taylor Swift's music, but he's just like, as he's playing it, I'm like, this sounds like a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> That's great. I saw Cake at the Man. Oh, that, yeah. So it might not have been Third Eye Blind, Jimmy World. I saw Cake. Uh, I saw Brand New there not that long ago. Man, sorry. We're just like rattling off bands, but... And then I also, that's where I saw Phoebe Bridgers at the man, but mm-hmm. she wasn't down in the amphitheater. She was on like, they have the that skyline the stage. stage, which is yeah. strange. I don't understand it, but whatever. I guess. Yeah. I don't get it either. Cause like maybe they don't sell enough tickets or they don't think they're going to sell enough tickets. So that's why they stick them over there. I don't know. I don't know. I want to sit. That's my big thing now. I got to have a seat. Sure. But I don't. I stood through wise blood, and I was strong, and I left. And uh, very strange parking situation at that place. But who gives a shit? Bought thirteen dollar beers. Who cares? <laughs> but they what were they like twenty four ounces? Yep, big boys. Yep. So I'm uh, having a kid soon, <laughs> which is insane. So I'm working on different things. Like I've 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 uh, been doing the no phone days. I'm trying to. My next move is to, not, have my cell phone on, on days that I'm off work. You know what I mean. That's like my next goal. But some challenges in there are having a pregnant wife and still wanting to be in contact with her if need be. So now I have, <laughs> so to stop using my cell phone as much as I, I do, which is a problem for me, I now have a house phone landline and I have a burner flip track phone <laughs> that, <laughs> that is for emergencies only for like when I have to, for like when I go to the gym and stuff and it's like, if there's a big deal emergency. I could be reached on that. But anyway, we have a house phone. I want I was saying to Tammy and I wasn't fully exaggerating. I was obviously exaggerating a little bit, but when we talk about you know, how we want to be as parents, it's like I don't want my kid to see me on my phone <laughs> maybe his entire life, you know what I mean? I definitely don't want to be you know just sucked into my phone all the time in front of my kid because i have to be a role model right and it's like he's being born into that world of over technology and if i could be a a, an example of that uh, you don't have to be sucked into that shit i want to be but it's like dude it is tough you know what I mean? I got a VCR. Capiche? It's funny that it might just be that we're just enough years apart that, like, the being truly addicted to your phone, like, doesn't really hit with me. You know, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was 19 years old. And that mm. was, like, you know, a dinky little flip phone like you're describing. Mm. And, like, the smartphone is is fantastic you know it's like revolutionary change the world Mm. but like if i'm not really texting somebody i I don't play games on it 
I'm only on the Twitter machine, so I'm not like getting sucked down a, a social media rabbit hole. I don't, I don't watch videos. Like I really don't watch YouTube. I don't, I don't watch really anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I get that, that like a lot of people, that's their go-to source of information and like entertainment. Not even that it's the go-to to fill any second of boredom. That's the mm-hmm. thing I want to avoid. That's, Conan was talking about it. Conan has a podcast. He was interviewing Michelle's honor from the band Japanese breakfast. And he was saying how he thought it was important for his kids to leave time for boredom because when you're bored, that's when you can think and that's when you can create and do all kinds of things. Whereas my issue is every I like every second that there's downtime, I'm reaching for my phone Mm. to do what to look at Twitter, Instagram that I looked at 10 seconds ago, which aren't (laughs) going to be any different. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's just like, it's like an anxiety thing. It's like a, it's like a, 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 like I can't, I don't want to be bored. I, I can't be bored. It's, it's beneath me to be bored. I'm a human. I, I can, I have the power of the entire world in my pocket. I could look at anything I want. I don't ever have to be bored, which is flawed thinking. And it's just like, it's, Oh, it's like, I don't even want to look at it. It's just muscle memory to constantly be up. Well, I have, I have uh, three seconds to kill better reach into my pocket. And now when I put my phone away or I, when I'm at work, I, I'll put on a podcast and I'll put my phone like on the shelf. You know what I mean? Do my work. I'm still for the first 10, 15 minutes. Every second I'm reaching in my pot, like trying to grab something that's not there, which is, you know, it's addiction, which is what it is. I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to. Yeah, it's bad. That's why I'm taking all these steps. That's why I have a house phone now. That's why. And I'm, you know, I've tried to be like, well, I just won't use it, but it's just, I'm fucking going to use it if it's there. So that's why I'm more of a, just put it away and don't use it. Yeah. I mean, back to the concerts thing, just like you described with that guy living his best life, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's just, that's something that doesn't interest me at all. I don't like, I might take a video of my one favorite song that Mm -hmm. gets played and like take just like a 30 second video Mm -hmm. and the rest of the time i just like go out of my way to stay off my phone because like Mm -hmm. i want to i want to absorb the moment like i want to live in it yes if i'm living vicariously through this fucking black mirror Mm -hmm. it's totally different you know for sure and that's another thing that is a that is more of a societal issue and also i'm guilty of a little bit of the the twitter brain rot whereas <laughs> um which i'm trying to get away from but it's like sometimes i'll be like i'm enjoying something like oh i'll put on a movie right and i'm enjoying it and it's like well i have a responsibility to let twitter know that i'm enjoying this movie you know what i mean it's like <laughs> it's like it's like if i don't if i don't you know, I'll be a, a man. Oh, the, I got to, uh, oh, I'm going, I'm eating at this new restaurant. I got to fucking tweet about it. I got to do all this shit that it's really like, no one gives a shit what 
anyone thinks, but it's 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 part of that that fucking that giving everyone the huge platform is is like yeah, of course uh everyone's going to want to see me sing a selfie video uh, yeah. while Bruce Springsteen's playing. It's like everybody that's that's like the whole um just the social media age where yeah, it's like hitting this specific brain path of like serotonin for you. <laughs> for sure. But it's also bad now. It's stressful. It stresses me out. That's why I don't use my phone on certain days. And that's why if you want to get a hold of me, Tim, you got to call my landline, which you know all about. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I still remember my best friend's uh, phone number in middle school, 789-1883. Oh, not even an area code. That's how you know, folks. We're older, okay? My my phone number, my dad, like when we moved into Drexel Hill, he asked the phone company for an easy phone number, and they gave us (laughs) 449-9499. That's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> some of my some of my friends from high school like still call me to that to this day. They just call me by my or like that's instead of calling me Tim, yeah. they call me four four nine nine four nine nine. Yeah, I could I could call Chris Ranch's home phone right now. I could call uh Jonathan Locklear. I got a couple memorized. They just won't go away. But <laughs> who the fuck will answer if I call? Who knows? that it's all bullshit you know what i mean we're all gonna die no but for real though um one thing you may not remember about vcrs is how loud they are (laughs) yes yes totally forgot that it's like you enjoy the movie and also hear this constant like whining or grinding it's a high-pitched whine yeah i don't know how i used to tune that out yeah yeah it never even occurred to me that that was a thing but yeah it's good that you're like cognizant of your phone addiction Mm because so many people just aren't you know Mm -hmm. it's same with like uh being in, in public places with friends. You know, I go out of my way to not touch my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm here to hang out with you. I'm not here to fucking check out Twitter while you're next to me. Yeah. You know, like I recently hung out with my brother. Now, bad example because my brother's older than me, so mm-hmm. we're also just we're not really of the generation that's addicted to our phones, but like he you know, I think I don't think we took out our phones really at all. We would check them like when we went to the bathroom. That's pretty much it. So I get it. Like you're not connecting with anybody on your phone. Really? It, you need to like have human interaction, especially post COVID world, man. <laughs> yeah. We were sure. devoid of it for so long. It was our only connection for a long time. True. And in some relationships, it is my only connection is like, mm-hmm. you know, I have friends on Twitter that I'm only friends with on Twitter and I'm not, and that's all fine. And you know, I'm better at when I'm hanging out, it's not an issue. Like I said, the issue is the mindless, like I'm trying to read this year, right? Mm -hmm. I'm on my fourth book and it's in the third month. That's good. But it's like, how much time could I dedicate to reading, which, you know, is proven to be good for your health, your brain, your fucking vocabulary, everything. Uh, the, the hours that I spend, you know, fucking just laying in bed, 
scrolling mindlessly. Now, there's a difference between I have something funny I want to tweet. I'm going to open Twitter, tweet it, you know, look at my friend's tweets, whatever. That's one thing. The other thing is, well, I'm going to just fucking stare at this because if I, you know, don't, I'll have to sit here and not stare at something. (laughs) Or it's like, oh, it's just, uh, you get stuck in these fucking holes and that's what I'm trying to avoid. The If I go on Instagram because I have a picture I want to post or I haven't been on in a couple hours, I want to see what my friends are up to. That's one thing, right? The bad thing is going on Instagram every two minutes with the, because you think, oh, I might have missed something. That's It's trying to find balance. It's mm-hmm. like as someone that does podcast and you know videos and all these things i do think it's important for my hobbies my passions that i do have an online presence of some sort right but it's about it's a work-life balance it's not work no i'm not getting paid but same thing it's like it's 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 finding balance in life which is what you try to do in every aspect of life Am I wrong? No, you're you're spot on. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, we kind of uh, glossed over it, but you are like two, three, three months away from baby due date. May twenty. They moved it. It was originally May twenty fifth. I think it's May twenty third now. So today okay, so- is March twenty eighth. So. About two, two months. months. So I recently hung out with Keenan and Mandy. Uh, just went out to Phoenixville, grabbed a bite to eat. Bullshit. I do get the sense that he's like a little nervous. Um, and and kind of piggybacking off of what we're talking about with like just mental health and like mm-hmm. just where our brains are at. You know, he he can get tunnel visioned into these like holes of just life. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think he worries about, you know, adding a child to that, right. <laughs> obviously, yeah. but he'll be fine. Uh, do you have like any, ang- I mean, it's probably a dumb question to ask. Do you have any anxiety for here's your- the weird thing? Uh-huh. I'm pretty like, I'm not calm in the sense that I think it's going to be easy. I'm fully expecting to get my ass kicked, you know, <laughs> but that's, I accept it. I have no delusions that I will know how to do everything right away. I know it's going to be a difficult process in some ways and other ways it'll obviously be very rewarding, but it's like, I have anxiety in terms of the nursery's not ready. Mm -hmm. And I have anxieties in terms of, uh, work schedule stuff, things like that. Um, and a lot of that I've been told by other parents is like, don't that shit. Like, it's like, I keep saying in my soul and my heart and my meeting my son, I feel ready in the physical world of having his shit ready and all this stuff. I'm not ready. I'm often told you're never going to be ready and you're never going to feel ready that like, there's always going to be shit to do and don't worry about it so much. So I'm thankful for that. I'm 
most nervous about my wife physically having a baby. You know what I mean? I want, that's my biggest concern. I just want her to be okay and the kid to be okay, right? Mm. Everything else I'm more excited than nervous about. The, the meat, the, the parenting part is like good. I'm not going to get too caught up right now in thinking about the world that this kid is going to live in because we've got a lot of time where he's just a little tiny flopping nugget where who doesn't even exist in the outside world. You know what I mean? So that shit I'll worry about later because it's not why worry about it now, but surprisingly for how much of a spaz and fucking jackass I am, I feel I'm just like, let's go. I'm ready. I'm calm. Now that being said, fast forward a month, I might be writhing on the ground crying, but, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. And I'm also, I do believe that this will be, selfishly good for me to get me out of my own head you know what i mean to i have something legitimate to worry about i could stop thinking about myself but it's still like you know there was a time (laughs) i'm still scared all the time (laughs) you know (laughs) tammy got pregnant and it was like cool and then there was like a situation where it was like, oh, you know, a health scare. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, shit, now I'm going to be scared all the time, <laughs> which I am. But I think that's healthy. You know what I mean? I think that's like a, you know, a, uh animal brain type thing is wanting to protect my wife and child. But I can't yeah. wait. Everybody's been so nice. Everybody keeps telling me that they think I'm going to be a great dad, which is very nice to hear. I sure I'm going to try real hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I'm going to try my best not to die. I really can't <laughs> die for a while. I got a lot to do. <laughs> You're definitely going to be a great dad. And I mean, thank you. Same with Keenan. Like, I, I worry about his brain. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to taking care of the kid, he's going to be fine. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he's, he's already raised his nephews basically. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to, uh, you know, handle an infant. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I know he definitely, <clears throat> even when he was with his previous fiance, like he kind of made the decision to like, he want, I think he deep down wants to wanted to be a dad. I think he just didn't trust himself. He didn't trust his, mental state Mm -hmm. and i think it was also a little bit coming from her telling him that no because of your mental uh instability you can't be a dad oh you know sheesh i know and like i i think it took you know being with mandy and being with someone that like truly supports him Mm -hmm. number one and telling him no like everybody's got some mental deficiencies Mm -hmm you're fine. You can be a dad. And she also definitely wanted children. It was like, okay, this is why they work well together. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And when are, when are they due? They're right before me, right? Uh, is it? Or right after? Yeah. It might be the first week of June. We're in the same zone. 
Yeah, they're, they're having their baby shower like two weeks from now, so I think they are oh, after you by like a little bit. That's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Keenan's having a kid. Adam's having a, a kid. My friend Sean's having a kid. Another one of our friends. It's a nice little wave we got going here of uh, play cousins. <laughs> Kat and I are happy to be cool aunts and uncles. <laughs> good, yes, yes. Which is, um, whoa, a very good position to be in. I, uh... No, thank you. There she is. Speak of the devil. Yeah. Uh, when when you guys were uh, you were talking about on Doom Thugs Mon- monthly about like mom shaming and mm. I, I, like you know it's tough for me to comment on that because I'm per- a person that's not going to have children you know but like it does seem like a little overboard with like all of the warnings of like you guys are talking about like how you you know you shouldn't have lunch meat or something it's yes. like yeah okay, hysteria like, get it but like you know we need to like relax a little bit <laughs> for. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot, but I think I'm like, most of it's just fun. Like if you're not a psycho, your instincts are probably going to be pretty good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, don't smoke cigarettes. Check. Obviously, you know what I mean? (laughs) Don't drink, okay? The big two, we can all agree on. You know? And then it's like everything, there's so many things that are like mushy. It's like caffeine, don't have it. But then some people are like, you can have some. And it's like, what could happen? It's like, and then like some people are like, well, you can only take acetaminophen. And then you can read like, well, if you take acetaminophen even one time, then your kid can be autistic. So it's like so much shit shoveled at you. And it's like, luckily we're not around anybody like this, but I do feel for mothers that are just like anything you say, you could feel another someone like silently judging you or... Mm -hmm outwardly judging you telling you shit you didn't ask you know what i mean which is worse but yeah i guess i'm bringing this up from like the the restaurant in me and this is a bad comparison but like when celiac all of a sudden was the thing and Mm -hmm. everyone it just got to the point where they they would treat the restaurant worker like they're trying to poison them and yes i i could i would see a little bit of that pushback with pregnant women as well and like it's like, you know, relax. Like, I'm not trying to kill you. Yeah. I'm just trying to do my job and understand what you can and can't have, you know. Celiac, gluten. Have you, you're not online, so you don't know about, like, so many adults are now claiming that they're autistic. <laughs> have you seen this at all? I, I mean, I... So th- this is what I don't miss about Facebook. You know, like th- this is where this type of conversation lives, and it just it just doesn't seem to be on Twitter. Or if it is, I'm able to curate my list enough to not fucking see it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely on TikTok too. It's like for sure, it's like uh, all these people diagnosing like I'm, autism. I'm autistic. It's like, it's like I think yeah, you're just like, a weird adult. Shut up. <laughs> you don't know what you're fucking. You're just 
most of the, mostly it's you're just a fucking white adult that wants attention <laughs> so you're fucking putting yourself into a marginalized group shut the fuck up yeah wild times wild times we're gonna run out of water but i'll be dead <laughs> fucking goddamn! so the there was a fucking chemical spill in a Delaware River tributary, right? To date this, a couple days ago, and this affects the tap water in Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm in Delaware County, none of our water comes from the Delaware River. I was at Acme. People were going fucking ape shit over 24 packs of water like the fucking world was ending it's these are problems that will never go away but it's just so fucking frustrating how dumb people are and how like just prone to fucking hysteria hysteria and just groupthink is just it's it's it'll it sucks you know what i mean but I don't know. What can you do, Tambo? What's the secret? For that, you're just fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how can you control a chemical spill? I'm just trying to buy some fucking lettuce. Stop trying to run me over to get 15 cases of fucking water that you don't fucking need. Yeah, as if going to the grocery store wasn't a nightmare enough. I It's like one of my least favorite activities. I hate it so much. Yeah, blows, especially working in one and then having to go shopping in one. It's like, get me the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. That's why uh just eat Taco Bell five meals a day, babe. Man, Tim, I got to watch a movie. Yeah, we do. We got to watch a true uh, romance, true romance. That is our next Tony Scott film that we will be covering on Pop Addled with uh, you and Harrison. We're doing that tomorrow, right? We're doing that tomorrow night, yeah. Very exciting. This will be in the past by the time you hear this, but check out that episode of Pop Addled. That's going to be a lot of fun. I got it on disc. The much quieter system, still not silent. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're using like an Xbox 360, then you got a lot of noise. But I'm gonna watch my unrated director's cut DVD. Right? I don't know what a version I have. Ke- Keenan gave it to me. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you got it on disc too. You're going yeah. physical. I'm going physical. Nice. <laughs> I've had it for a while, and I and like I I know that it's like you know Quentin Tarantino written. If I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, and like. It's just a movie that's been on my radar forever, and I've owned the physical media for a long time now and just have never popped it in. So You've never seen it? I've never seen it. Exciting. I haven't seen it in many, many, many years, but the cast list is insane. Excuse me. Fuck. Today's Tuesday. I got to work in a few hours. I got to watch this movie. got to put my clothes in the dryer. Damn, it was nice catching up with you. As always, and yeah, you can find... Keenan and I, we're on uh, the podcast's name is Pop Addled. We're on Twitter, Facebook. We're on all the things. Uh, so you just had an episode that was supposed to be about the Adam Driver dinosaur movie? Yeah. It was mostly about that. But then we just kind of, I kind of turned it into a topical because yeah. 
there was just many things that we hadn't talked about on podcasts, whether it was Mandalorian or Ted Lasso, and it's like stuff that we've talked about on the podcast previously. So, oh, how about last month we did our Oscar preview? Oh, right. Everything, everywhere, all at once cleaned up. It really did, which and is I'm very happy about. Same, you know, I I think that was my favorite movie of the year. If I, I don't really remember exactly what I said on the previous pod, <laughs> I, I bet I did say that. Um, the one that surprised me was Jamie Lee Curtis. I really thought maybe Angela Bassett would have won that mm. uh, for uh, Wakanda Forever. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis is great in yeah. everything, everywhere, all at once. But like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I guess the other one that was a little surprising was I thought, uh, what's her name for Tar? Um, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Thought she would win Best Actress, but per- I'm actually like very happy that it went to Michelle Yao or Yo. So glad she's getting her flowers while she's still here. And right. I hope I hope this I hope this makes people like watch fucking, you know, young people who haven't seen Crouching Tiger or especially watch fucking Super Cop. Oh my god, that movie's so cool and she's so badass in it. Or it even provokes someone to go catch uh, Goonies, you know, because Short Round is in it. Of know? course, yes, yes. And uh, Temple of Doom. Right. Yeah, it, it did actually provoke my mom to see it because she, she's big into the Oscars and mm-hmm. she's a big movie buff and she does not do sci-fi. And she told me, she was like, I tried Tim and I just, I, I had to turn it off. Yeah. I couldn't get into it. And she's like, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, all right. And I tried to just like, I was like, don't think about like exactly how the science works of the multiverse and like how she's gaining all of these powers from like different versions of her. Just kind of like go with the flow with that. Mm -hmm. But it's more about this like heartfelt story between daughter and mother Mother and father. And And, uh, it's the family story is what counts. There's kids. I definitely got to watch it a couple more times to fully understand everything. You know what I mean? Right. But like I tried to like divert her attention to that. She's like, all right, well, maybe I'll give it another try. I'm like, good good luck, mom. (laughs) Give it a try. You'll cry at the end. Come on. Everyone does. Right. And did you see the whale? No, Bre- Brendan Fraser won for the whale. I'm hearing the whale's yeah, so not great, but he's great in it. Exactly. I'm hearing the same. It's it's an Aronofsky, mm-hmm. which uh, I know him best, I guess, from Black Swan. Yeah. So that the wrestler, sounds... my oh, personal right. favorite. Pie. Yeah, my brother introduced me to that movie actually years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have it on DVD, maybe. <laughs> uh anyway well yeah man good episode thank you i'll see you next month which could possibly be my last month pre-baby yeah so that's exciting we'll see we'll check back in with your your mental state see how your anxiety is yep (laughs) yeah I got it all figured out, okay? My kid's going to be well-behaved. He's never going to talk back, okay? I know what I'm doing. Just make sure he doesn't pull a a little Costa and chuck a hammer at your TV. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he probably will. (laughs) I'm looking at all my belongings here, all my my books and my DVDs and all these things I treasure, and I'm just, you know fully resigned to the fact that they're all going to be ripped to shreds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking, you know, all or best case scenario, 
once I die, my son will have to chuck them into a dumpster. <laughs> They'll be a burden for him. Oh, we have fun here, folks. Sure do. And uh, we love you. We wish you the best, and we see you in a month. Yeah, man. Bye. Go Sixers. Sixers. <laughs> oh, shit. We could have talked about fucking if the Dave Scott thing means anything. <laughs> Do you want to just hit record again? I'm still recording uh, audio. We could, audio? Yeah, let's just talk about it real quick. Okay. This is a bonus audio because we are podcasters first and foremost, so the podcast always gets preferential treatment. So Dave Scott, the governor of the Flyers and the president of Comcast Spectacore, mm-hmm. uh, just retired suddenly, and now the Flyers have a new governor, whatever the fuck that means. This also comes after Chuck Fletcher, GM, was fired from what you hear is kind of like fired against the wishes of the old guard. It seems like, you know, Clark and Holmgren and Barber were big on fucking this guy or something from what you hear. But then Barber was also like Dave Scott's guy. I don't know. Does this mean jack shit? Cause it's still the same parent company in your opinion. So like, this is a take that a lot of Philadelphians have that I don't agree with where it's like, they think that the team needs to be completely sold and no longer be under Comcast Spectacore ownership, which I'm like that, that I don't connect that dot at all. Like this has to do with the names you already named. Here's the thing. People are like, sell the team because they want, Mr. Snyder to come back from the dead and own the team. They want a rich private owner that puts his entire, like wants the team to be the most important thing to, to them, which in modern sports, isn't a thing. No, like, so you look at the NFL and you do have a lot of like these singular people that own teams, Mm. but that's like their model. That's Mm. not what the NHL is, Mm. you know? A majority of teams, all right, maybe I'm speaking out of my ass by saying majority of teams, but I think they're usually owned by some big corporate, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. conglomerate like that. The fact that Comcast Spectacore owns the team has nothing to fucking do with why Rasmus Ristolainen <laughs> is signed until 2030 or whatever. That has nothing to do with why they've drafted like shit. That has nothing to do with why they, you know, traded assets to get rid of Ghost to bring in Tony D'Angelo, who sucks just as much, if not more, than Ghost. Like, they, that is, no, I don't, do not connect that dot. Mm-hmm. So, I, I like, but so many of the fans do, I don't understand it. My, I connect the dot to the old guard that you already said, the Bobby Clark, Paul Holmgren, and what's his name? Bill, um, Barber. Bill Barber. Like, Fletcher at the end of the day is the GM. He's pulling the lever on these trades and on these signings and stuff, but it's with the help of these other three dudes that, like, just, they clearly s- still don't understand how a salary cap works. Mm-hmm. They clearly still think that it matters to be big and hit people. Like, you know, why, why are you giving Nick DeLaurier 
four years and a no trade clause for a fucking borderline AHL player who just happens to punch faces every once in a while. Last disrespectful. I checked, That's disrespectful. Deloria is a good player. He's fine. Like I just, the, the point is, is that like they fire GM, they bring in Danny Breer. I think they like Danny Breer because he kind of is the nice medium of both like corporate America. Cause he did, I didn't know this, but apparently he went to Wharton and like got his MBA. <clears throat> so he very much comes from a business mind, but he's a former player. And like, I think he's a little um, forward thinking. Like I know he worked personally with Travis Konechny on his shot. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, Travis Konechny's having a good year. Now he's hurt right now, but he's whatever. also, he went, he fucking paid his dues. He went to Maine and like, ran that mm-hmm. team he's fucking done hockey stuff and you know the old guard i don't think is crazy about him having the job which i think is good that's a good yeah. thing agreed yeah if that's a reaction it's like okay they they he's not one of them he's not just some broad street bully that is going to keep doing the same thing they've been doing um now like i guess i'm a little skeptical of like once again do they think their pool of applicants are only former flyers? Like, can we think a little bit outside the box? Right. Maybe Dan, the Dan only Breer... person they ever hired outside of the box, though, is Chuck fucking Fletcher. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, actually, that's not even true, because I think Chuck Fletcher was, like, friends with Bobby Clark. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Or, like, their dads were friends yeah. or something. Like, it's just yeah the nepotism or, you know, that, that old boys club thing. Um but yeah, I, I I do think it is a good thing that maybe Dave Scott tried to put in place hockey people that will make good decisions and realize he made all or he hired all of the wrong hockey people and decided, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. That's that's, you know, optimistic thinking. Uh, do, do you have anything further to add to what I've been saying? I don't know what the fuck a governor does. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, like what? Like what? Okay. Yes. Can a ch- obviously a change of direction was needed, even if it's just on the surface. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's very straight. They've been horrendous. So, it's yeah. very good for Danny Briere to use the word rebuild, which what they were allergic to. Like yep. so much of the frustration came from just not being honest you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. just being like if you know flyers fans are as you know smart fans they understand what's going on and i think they would react a lot better if you just came out and said listen and you uh, you know there are legitimate reasons things are the way they are that suck you know injuries retirements things like that but if you come out and fucking say, listen, to get better, we got to get bad. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a multi-year process and there's no quick fix. And, you know, blah, 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 all that. Now, Chuck Fletcher would not say that. And do I think it was him? Not really. You know what I mean? I think Chuck yeah. Fletcher was the ultimate straw man. He was just there. You know what I mean? He was the punching bag, fully getting the strings pulled from somewhere else. 
the vibe I get from Danny Briere is that he is not that, which, like we said, is a positive. And um, what you hope is Dave Scott's out. Dave Scott was like Mr. From what I understand, like Bill Barber was his guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So great. You got the, you got Danny Briere in positive. You got Dave Scott out, which is another connection to the old guard positive. Now the hope being the new guy is more forward thinking, more Danny Briere, right? More young. Uh, great. Bill Barber, Bob Clark, the Holmgren, they're all flyers for life. They can have job. You know what I mean? Let them be scouts. Great. Fine. Do the thing where old hockey players become scouts and don't deal with salary cap shit. Right. Like, like, there's, there's guys like Dorney and like Bernie Perrant who still just like meander around the concourse and like shake exactly hands and like if stop into sweets and shit yeah but if that's some hats right right you could do one of those things if that's below bob clark he doesn't want to be that guy you're a fucking pro level scout what does that mean you sit and you watch games and you sit in a boardroom and give your opinion whatever great fine nothing wrong with that nothing like because i do think you know it's a historical franchise. You don't got to push every single person out because that whatever, but you got to fucking embrace modern, the modern era. Now we don't know. I don't know shit about this guy. I know he did a lot to get Philadelphia, the world cup, right? The soccer world cup. He seems to be a passionate guy. He says the right thing so far. He's a diehard flyers fans, all this shit. All positives, but what do you do now? We just, it's, I'm feeling good, but it's a complete wait and see. It's, I think there's a big section of the fan base that is like, they got even angrier when Chuck Fletcher got fired because they wanted those other three old heads gone at the same time. mm. I think they, they connect that dot. They're like. They, they, these are the guys that are really pulling the strings. We need them gone with Chuck, right. you know? And I right. think, and I understand that. And I, I was, I'm kind of one of those people. For sure. But it's like, they don't, flyers, old flyers don't get fired. They get promoted out of the job they have. Like they get fired, <laughs> like they get fired <laughs> upwards. You know what I mean? It's just like, it hasn't put my dick in the dirt for my fandom of hockey. Um, I, it's really tough for me to watch Flyers games just because there, there's not much to root for. There's a few young guys, but like everyone keeps getting hurt. It's just like everything that's just it just keeps going wrong. And because they're about to rebuild, like the guys that are good, like your your Owen Tippets, your Travis Konechny's, your Carter Hart's, they might get traded because like they're you know by the time this team's good again, they're going to be like aging. You know, they're not mm-hmm. going to be old, but any, anyway, like one. There's one other thing I was going to say, and now I totally blanked. Go ahead and talk. But it's just, it's, it, yeah. I mean, fucking, it just sucks. It just sucks that the rebuild should have started 10 years ago. You know what I mean? The rebuild should have started when they traded Claude Giroux. Like, you, you trade your longtime captain, who still at that moment was really, really good. And, now that he's on Ottawa, he's still pretty damn good. Oh, like the guy, he's super good, yeah. So, like, when you trade that guy, 
Like that's when the rebuild should have happened, and it just didn't. It's like, but it's almost like they should have traded him even before that. It's like you, like all these years of his career, that it was like you're not helping him. It's like you've missed the window where you could have got a huge package for him. And I'm all for doing the right things for the players, but like, like you said, Owen Tippett is a solid player, but he's obviously not someone that you would never ever trade you know what i mean he's not he's not a stone cold building block of the future that's what i wanted to say is uh i still watch other hockey games and like the disparity of watching the maple leafs versus the flyers the colorado avalanche versus the flyers and like your carolina hurricanes um just you know name a lot of the teams that are going to make the playoffs the flyers just they're not even close (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's just and, and but I still enjoy hockey, I guess is my point. Like I And it's like it sucks because you know, Hextall, they were in they went full bore, all in, Paul Holmgren style, max cap forever. They had no cap room, right? They and that era is haunted by the injury of Chris Pronger. What could have been, right? Mm. Whatever. They bring in Hextall. And he digs them out. They were out of cap hell. They were free and clear to do whatever they want. But then they fucking, the old guard got rid of him. And now they trash him, talk shit on him, and blame everything bad to ever happen on him. Like, it's fucking his fault Nolan Patrick couldn't play. He was the consensus number two pick. Give me a break. It's like... That's one of those fucking things that happens. Another terrible thing. You get the number two pick. You're in fucking free and clear cap hill. And guess what? He sucks. He yep. can't play. Oh, Niskanen. Awesome. Niskanen. <laughs> Niskanen gives Provy the man he needs. When Provy plays with Niskanen, Provy's the, like, he's the guy he's we the want guy. him to be. Yep. Retires. And yep. then it's just like. Ryan Ellis. Ryan Ellis. Oh, the replacement he looks so good. Game. He's playing these games. Look how good he is. Injured forever. Career over. Probably going to You know retire. what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh, okay, this year we can, oh, trade Giroux. Okay, new coach. Let's see. Now the team is finally, you know, we're in the new era. It's obviously the uh, Sean Couturier-led era. Let's see what he could do. The team's his out all year back injury cam atkinson out (laughs) like it's like the shit keeps because i do want to say it's not like both sides are true it's like they've made a lot of terrible decisions yes they've done a lot of stupid things a lot of things that didn't work out mixed with incredible bad bad luck. luck It's just shitty. And it's almost like <laughs> the Flyers sold their souls to win those two cups with beating everyone in the league up and changing the game for years to come. And it's like, now they're just cursed and they'll never win again. <laughs> You're going all the way back to Broad Street Bullies is what, what this is uh, repercussions from. Mm-hmm. I would even go to like just, just that 2010 run. They they kind of snuck into the playoffs that year. Remember, it was like the last game of the season. Shootout of the shootout. last game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So so they kind of had no business going on that run that they went on. But hey, you know, that's 
that's sports. <laughs> that was a great run. And then what was it? Was it the next year? Carter and and Carter, who's still playing in the league, and Richards were gone the next season. The next season they made the playoffs again, but they got bounced in the first first may, might have been the second round. Mm. I think they might have beat the Sabers the first round, then got bounced in the second round. Or, or maybe it was the first round, whatever. Point being is they didn't go far, and then it was after that season that they dished Richards and Carter because reasons like I think the whole team hated each other, which I, I never – I wasn't like knee-deep in reading the beats at that time period. Even the beats, um, though, it's like I want to read like an anonymous guy that gives the real dirt because, you know, there there's like – read the book. You don't you – know? yeah, you don't get that shit till years later, like the real yep. juice that's going on in there. It's like totally. that's that's the shit I want to hear. But, or even like, you know, after the fact when Richards went to L.A. and he won a couple cups. But like, yeah. remember, remember how they like Nolan voided his contract by like, I don't know, they caught him at the border with some like pills. Yeah, he had a pill yeah. problem. Yeah. But, I, you know, and then everyone labels him like a drug addict. I'm like, do you know what pro athletes go through? Right. A lot of them are just like eating painkillers like candy. Yes. Not not to give them an excuse, but the, this is not out of the ordinary. No. And but let, point being, like that book of like how that contract getting voided actually went down. It's like, how did like this just is too fishy? How did this how is this legal? And he did I feel like he ended up suing it. It was like a whole mess, right? Yeah. Like I, I think he's still get I think he's still on the books. Like I think he's still on the, the salary cap, but only for like a couple thousand dollars or something it's so weird but i'd say overall um you can't be i mean in terms of just fucking ceos who get the it's an overall i don't even know the new guy's name but it's dan hilferty dan hilferty uh dave whatever it's a hilferty and i just hope that they focus on a big problem with the flyers in this era and with the NHL at large and with everything. It's like, you, you got to know your base and you got to know your limitations. And it's like the flyers fans are there. It's like this number of fans, whatever they've packed the building. They like even, even this year, a good amount of fans are going. <laughs> right. And it's like, you don't have to be like, the focus should be the team on the ice. That's what the, they care about. But it seems like the focus is uh, branding and shit like that, which is, fr- you know, it's like, I don't know. It's, I bet it, that's coming from like the business side of Comcast. Though, yes, saying, like, that's we, what I we, mean. That's what we I recognize mean. the team is shit, so we got to give them something. So here's like a free T-shirt, you know? Or but it's like, yeah, it's like what the Flyers fans want is to watch a good Flyers team. Yeah, right. they don't need to be have their shit blasted out of their ears by the state of the art sound system, which is insanely <laughs> loud. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, no one asked for gritty. You know what I mean? It's like, we just, like, the Flyers will sell out every fucking game when they're good. And yeah. you, you don't have to do anything else. You know what I mean? Just focus on making a good hockey team. And I hope that's what they do. Yeah. 
But so, there's going to be three or four more lost seasons. Maybe in two years they'll be at eight seed again. You know what I mean? That's what I was just going to say. You know, this long roundabout conversation, I think, can come down to this is the first step in a painful process. I don't want to say it's going to be like Sixers uh, trust the process bad, but it's not going to be that far off. But it's better than nothing. It's better like... Dude, it the, Embiid, the Embiid era of the Sixers has been awesome. Yeah. Like, I love watching the Sixers. For like, sure. And it especially helps when the Flyers are this bad that, like, I can just fully put my attention on the Sixers. And thank so God fun. for Embiid because everyone else was a failure. But that's sports. It's like, True. like I mean, everyone else was a fucking flop. <laughs> like, Fultz has turned out to be an all right player. But Good for ben him. Simmons is a mess. Uh you know, what What was the guy, uh, Carter Williams? Khalil Okafor. Oh, my God. Okafor. Fuck. Nerlens Noel. Nerlens. He's still in the league. He mm-hmm. was like, he's still like a decent player. Yeah. But... Michael Carter Williams. Zaire Smith, a recent number one draft pick. So, man, like, uh, it, thank God for Embiid. <laughs> We're lucky to have him. Cherish every game of his you get to watch because he's yeah, special. Yeah, rules. But it's like there's no like, you know more about hockey. I mean, the Flyers aren't going to get the number one pick. But who is this number one pick everyone's talking about? Connor Bedard. And is Connor Bedard Eric Lindros? Like, is he? Uh, he's possibly like Kale McCarr. And I mean, I know Kale McCarr is still super young, but he's. I'm pretty sure he's a right-handed defenseman, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And he's he's really fucking good. <laughs> right. Like he's highlight reel type shit. And I know in the younger leagues, you can kind of pull that stuff off, but I don't know. People are very high on him. <sighs> I like the kid. They got, you know, Tyler Forrester. He looks good. He does. He, he looks very good. The kid they got playing in college right now, their number one pick was his name. Gunner Cutter. Cutter. Cutter DA. Yeah. You know, I like very, him. Very, very good. We'll see. I just want the Flyers to be good. That's oh, all. I'm sorry. No, Connor Bedard is a center. I'm an mm-hmm. idiot, but he is right-handed. I got that right. What's his numbers, his size? He is 5'10". Mm-hmm. He's 185, so he's slight. I got uh, 50 pounds on him. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't weighed myself in a while. I did. I'm obese if you go by BMI. Mm, 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 mm. All right. We got a bonus half hour for you, podcast listeners. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed that the sports talk. And we'll see you next week. I got to go to sleep. I got work. Yeah, you got work, man. <laughs> All right. Congratulations again, Tim. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. And I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Love you too, buddy. Bye.